Sorry guys for all the noise that is going on. Unfortunately, there is some construction going on right next to the studio. Unfortunately, we weren't able to just try to reschedule the podcast around that. So if you hear that noise, I'm sorry about that. Welcome back, guys, to the Untold Stories Athlete Edition. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Brianna Garcia. I'm the host of the podcast. And if you don't know what the podcast is all about, really, I'm just interviewing Baylor student-athletes, and we're getting to know them in their sport, or we can talk about things like faith, family, education, whatever is on their mind that they want to talk about. I think it's really important for everyone's story to be heard, and a lot of student athletes identities in their sport. So it's really cool to see a different side of them. So yes, I am also an athlete as well. I'm on the track team at Baylor. So if you hear me referencing things like my own teammates or my coaches, that is why. And yeah, so for my fourth episode, I'm going to be having Adam Flagler. Adam Flagler, Flagler is on the men's basketball team. And just a little bit about him and like his accolades. So he played freshman year at Presbyterian in 2018 to 2019 season, and he transferred to Baylor in summer of 2019. At Presbyterian, he earned Big South Freshman of the Year and was a five-time Big South Freshman of the Week. So he did amazing at that university, and Baylor got a really good person in 2019. So at Baylor for the 2020 and 2021 season, he had the nation's fourth longest active streak, having made a three-pointer in 42 straight games, and he led the team with 16 points and made two of the team's three triples in a sweet 16 win over Villanova. And now for the current 2021-2022 season, he is the Wooden Award of Naismith Trophy preseason watch list. Cool. Alrighty, guys. So for my fourth episode, I'm super excited to introduce Adam Flagler. Hey, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, I'm super excited. So basically, every episode, the first question I asked the student athlete is why they chose Baylor. Okay. So I know a lot of people think it's just basketball, but uh, basketball was the third thing I was thinking about. Baylor is such an amazing community. Spiritually, I am a believer, and I knew that this place would be a perfect place for me to expand, to get out of my comfort zone, um, meeting guys like Jared Jackson, guys that were a little bit more ahead in their spirituality. It was so impactful to my life, and making that decision really helped me step out and be the person I am, being the leader I am. Spiritually, I'm helping guys out on the team, uh, so it's so special just being here. And uh, at Presbyterian, we are considered a Christian school, but it's nowhere near Baylor, you know? So yeah. just being here is so special, so special. And I thank the coaching staff all the time because they preach it, they live by it, and uh, it helps us to live by it as well. Uh, academically, uh, we'll talk about this later, but I wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. Still have that aspiration. So... Um, we have a great medical school, great medical school. We have um, guys on our team that are actually take school seriously. It's not, you don't really see that at a high major school. So I'm in the right, I'm in the perfect spot, to be honest. And then basketball with Davion, Jared, Maceo, I mean, those guys are in the NBA now. You know, yeah. so coming in, 
I knew their talent was there. But most of all, I knew they were going to push me. They were competitors, fierce competitors. And I just wanted to get better. But yeah, a lot of people would think basketball was the main reasoning because Baylor's been good and they had they were number one the year I redshirted. We were number one last year. Now we're trying to be number one again. So yeah. but that was that was the last thing I was thinking about. So. Yeah. And do you think you talked a lot about spiritually, do you think having that identity in Christ on the court has like helped you with your performance and your relationships with your teammates? Oh definitely, definitely. Um just having that relationship itself brings so much pressure. I'm, I'm a guy that uh, lacks in confidence a lot of times. Um, I wasn't really highly recruited out of high school, so it kind of messed with my mental. Uh, we'll talk about my dad as well. Um, but just, just being able to depend on somebody other than myself and have a source that never, ever judges me, never, ever doubts me, and sees the best of me all the time is just it's so special. And I'm able to go out there and play freely. So Yeah, and I've also talked about this on my podcast as well. I feel like a lot of athletes, whenever they're going through things, they kind of want to just fight through it themselves. Mm -hmm. Have you maybe ever done that? And if so, um, is there, like, ways that you've been able to, like, overcome that and get help from other people if you're going through certain things? I've definitely, I've definitely done that before. Um, recently, with the beginning of the season, I was able to have – certain accolades that many people don't get. But preseason, I was injured literally majority of the season. And right now, I'm still injured. So going through everything that I'm going through, it's really easy to just go in a shell. But I knew that I couldn't do this alone at all. So I started reading my Bible more. I started leaning on people. I have a great coaching staff, Coach Jacobs. He literally just texted me this morning asking, do we want to do Bible study? So he's, he's the greatest. But having people around you, like I said before, having this community to just uplift you and bring you to Jesus even when you are being hard-headed is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that is so yeah. cool. And you probably will never find another university that can oh, no, do no. all those things. So I'm really glad that you made your way here and yeah. you've been able to find all those aspects in one. So, but yeah, so – I actually watched some interviews of Adam just to kind of get some more information about him. And so in one of your interviews, I think you had like a really good basketball game. And I think you said your dad said you like should have done better, I'm pretty sure. And I think you kind of took it as like a good thing. Like some people would be like, oh my gosh, like my parents or whatever are down to me and things like that. So can you talk about maybe that relationship that you have with your dad and things like that? Okay, so... Just to give a background, that game I scored 50 points in high school. And my dad said I should have scored more. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, me and my dad, we've had an interesting relationship uh, throughout my whole life. He's been literally my coach in every sport I played, football, baseball, and basketball until I got to high school. So he's literally been my coach until I think my senior year when we were playing travel basketball, he let me play for another team. But uh, he, uh, it was always rough trying to figure out when to be a coach and when to be a parent, you know? So being able to go to college, it's like I can see both sides now. It's no longer he's on the sideline coaching me. It's him encouraging me, him telling me, okay, you may have a rough game, but it's okay. Yeah, It's okay, you have a long season ahead. 
So being able to see both sides is so special to me. You know, being able to have a, a dad that knows the game, can push you to levels that a lot of people can't, but still love you up is, <laughs> I just, it's crazy just to think about the text message I got the other day about him pouring in, feeling selfish in the sense that I'm turning 22. He's like, I'm selfish about you. Like, I'm glad you turned 22, but like, I don't want you to get old. You know, yeah. like that's all parents. They don't want their, their kids to be older. And I haven't seen that side because it's always been about basketball. So yeah. it's, it's so great to see that now and know that he just loved me at the end of the day. It wasn't hard feelings. He was just trying to help me because I told him I wanted to be something special. So. Yeah. Well, that's really cool that your dad can be vulnerable with you and that's someone that you can look up to because maybe if you're a father one day, then right. you can live up to those certain things. Do you have um, any siblings? I do. I do. Um, I'm the youngest. Okay. Uh, everybody says that I'm the golden child. <laughs> I don't believe that. Like, But uh, I have an older brother. He's actually a principal in um, Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay. I have another brother that is... I'm terrible with numbers, by the way. You're good. Another brother that's 26, 27, I believe. And I have a sister that's 10 years older than me. She's probably mad at me right now because she says every time I have a birthday, <laughs> thank you for reminding me that I'm getting older. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm the youngest. Uh, everybody plays sports except my sister. She enjoys, like, ballet and stuff like that. That's and, awesome. Uh, um, she went to SCAD uh, College, College of Art and Design. It's in Savannah, Georgia. It's amazing school, but um, yeah, they were, I was the youngest, and they say I'm spoiled, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's okay. Well, so your second sibling is ten years older than you, right? She's the second oldest. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. So you were you like raised with them a lot of the time, or were you with just your parents? Uh for the the bulk of my high school um, years, it was just me. Uh, my sister was finding her own way. Yeah. My oldest brother. Excuse me. My oldest brother. <laughs> went, <laughs> my oldest brother was gone long before I got to like middle school. Yeah. Uh, we have a really good relationship, but it wasn't just based off time. It was based off the the holidays where he would come back, and I would get so excited. And then uh, the one that's closest to me is kind of like my dad in the sense that. He would take me out to uh, work out, begin on me. We'll always play one on one. It was so long where he would beat me, and now he can't. He can't win against me. Like it's just he has no chance. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's he's. So he was around majority of the time, and then he went off to college. Then he came back and forth. Still, still stayed around um, the house, but for majority of the time, it was just me. But we have. Uh, I call him my stepbrother. Mm -hmm. We play AAU together. He's from Mongolia, and his family moved back to Mongolia, so we decided to take him in. So for the last two years of high school, we stayed together, lived together, and uh, he's like family to me. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Where, and where is he at now? He's at Shorter College. It's a, um, a smaller NAIA school okay. in uh, Georgia, and he's playing basketball. Well, that is super yeah. cool. I love that. And I saw where I heard you were talking about, you know, like when you get to see like your family during like Christmas time and things like that. And I know with like basketball, y'all don't really get, no. honestly, y'all don't really get any breaks. <laughs> right, not Because at all. with track, we still get some Christmas break and we don't get spring break. But 
I think it's really important when you do go home and like you do get that special time with your family, like you cherish it a lot right, more right. than like if I would if I was in high school because I'm the youngest too. Really? So yeah, but I only have one sibling. So you have <laughs> three, four right. other people, but I think that's incredible. So just switching a little bit. So I know you said you love kids and you love science. So put two and two together. You're dream after basketball is to be a pediatrician, correct? Right. So can you talk a little bit about that? I don't think I've ever really heard a D1 basketball player that's also won a national championship say they want to be a pediatrician one day. I think that's incredible. Uh, a lot of people probably haven't said that because it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. But uh, yeah, I, I've had a great relationship with uh, my pediatrician. Um, some would say I was more of like a sickly child i have asthma okay um it was really bad growing up so i had to interact with my pediatrician a lot more than i probably wanted to but she kind of showed me how impactful her life is and how comfortable i was going there it's the same way i want to be when i become a pediatrician and um over the years i was <laughs> it's funny because when i tell you about uh family holidays and everything everybody's upstairs after they're eating, they're playing uh, card games, whatever it may be. I'll be 17 years old and I'm still downstairs playing with all the kids. And they're like, okay, just watch the kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. you got it, you got it. And that's always been who I am. Like, and that's always who I always will be. So, but uh, yeah, I love kids. Science is very interesting. It, it challenges me. It's very hard, but I, I love a challenge. So, um, and we have a great program here and they help yeah. so much and they are able to work around my schedule. The academic advisors are great. So it's just a perfect fit to be honest. Yeah. And so how you were saying that you like were always with your pediatrician cause you were sick. So I got hurt a lot in high school. So I was always with a physical therapist really? and I got a really good relationship with my physical therapist. So I was like, okay, Maybe this is what I want to be one day, right. um, but unfortunately, I did find some passion in other things, but I think that's super cool. And so I talked to you yesterday. You said that you would most likely want to go play, mm -hmm. right? And then what would you want to do after? So my plan would be to come back, uh, take the MCAT. Hopefully, I am only have to take it once. Uh, <laughs> just thinking about it as my head hurt. But uh, yeah, I would try to take the MCAT, hopefully I would be able to enroll in either Georgia, one of the medical schools in Georgia, or in Texas, I, I love Texas, so yeah. I would be willing to come back and uh, take my MCAT and enroll and start medical school. So. Yeah, well that's awesome, I think that's super cool. And like I said, you're one of the guys that was on the winning national championship team, which was incredible, and you also played really well in of the games so can you kind of talk about how that team was and you know I bet y'all had really good relationships to now like when we talked yesterday I said you know y'all have a lot of young guys right. or even guys that never really started right. so yeah just kind of talking about those differences that you see uh it's it's not that much different I would say um a lot more teaching has to go on uh last year the guys that were playing and were involved and the guys that even sat out, we were together for like three years. Yeah. So we kind of built that relationship. We knew what we needed out of each other. We knew how to push each other's buttons. 
So right now we have the talent. The talent is there. But we are still trying to get to know each other. Um, Coach is doing a great job of having team activities. We have one today, which is exciting. Yay. But, uh, yeah, just interacting and getting to know each other better because it helps so much on the court when you know why they're playing. You know, yeah. you know their why. You know their background a little bit. So um, these guys are more than willing to be selfless out there. They're more than willing to just buy into the culture of joy, you know. So as you can see, I don't know if you've ever seen any interviews, but there are new guys that are learning how to talk on in interviews, learning how to put God first. And it's so special that coming from where they're coming from, uh, some people from Cali may have um, – rough lifestyles some people from minnesota but have never been a part of a culture like this for them to buy in so effortlessly and not even fight back it's just it's beautiful yeah and it just shows it gives credit to the coaching staff that they always do a great job of picking the right people that fit so yeah and i know a lot of people when they watch y'all it just looks it looks really smooth yeah. it really does and it already looks like y'all are connecting in a lot of ways so i'm super excited to watch y'all and see how this season goes and congrats on winning in the bahamas thank you um, thank you that was exciting yeah. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that um how that experience was getting to play there oh uh, okay so we played in a, a ballroom big ballroom um ceilings weren't very high <laughs> so um as a basketball player a lot of uh depth perception can mess up your shot but uh we learn how to adjust and everything but it was a beautiful setup um having the fans there being able to walk we're walking back and forth it's like a 10 minute walk throughout the whole resort to get to where we're playing being able to run into little kids being able to run into fans that have traveled all the way from waco california like anywhere yeah. to support us it was so special and more than ever we were able to interact you know um here Often we play, uh, you, we may see them a little bit after the game, but a lot of people go their separate ways and then they'll just come back for the next game. But staying in the same resort and just we'll be walking, going to a little water park or something, and we see one of the fans and they're just so ecstatic and it makes us happy that they see us as something inspirational. It's just, it was an amazing experience and we're just glad that we won it. Um, it was a lot of teams that, uh, we're enjoying themselves. There's so much to do out there, but the coaching yeah. staff prided us on, okay, we'll give y'all the whole day off, even though it was a short day. We'll <laughs> give y'all the whole day off after the championship, as long as we handle business and win. Yeah, so. and look, and y'all did that, and that's awesome. I think that is super cool that y'all got to experience that right. for sure. Alrighty, so for my last part of the podcast, um, I ask questions, or I post you on the Sikkim 365 forum, and I ask people to ask you questions. So I have two, okay. and then I have one from me. Okay, okay. So one of the guys is Ashley Hodge, and he actually complimented you and your family. He said your family's amazing. So he said, what was the most creative trash talking you've heard from another player or a fan, if you can remember? Trash talking? Oh, man. Um I don't know if anybody can tell, but I'm not the trash talking yeah. type. You know, I let my game speak for itself. But have you heard like anybody trash talking you or like people on the bench or anything like that? Uh, no, no. I mean, it. 
I've heard trash talking. A lot of times I'm able to zone things out. Yeah. You know, I try to be an even kill, very calm person out there. Uh, I've heard coaches get into it with players. Sometimes words are said that I can't repeat on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't say anybody has ever talked to me and I've been able to acknowledge it. That's that's the problem with this question. I don't really recall yeah. the things that people say, but I definitely can feel the energy, uh, the animosity when I am in certain stadiums. and They're just upset that we are winning against their team. So. Yeah. But you don't ever trash talk to no, people. No, no, no. I might with the teammates every once in a while, but it's it's friendly better. But yeah. with with anybody else, I try not to because it really takes my focus away from yeah. the team as well as the goal, which is winning. So yeah, well, that's really good. Yeah. Okay, so the second question is kind of funny. Um, Justin Kate said, "Where do you buy the ice you put in your veins?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "What did he say?" He was like. I think the best one is 20 pounds for 99 cents at Bucky's. So, where do you buy the ice that's in your veins? Um, <laughs> I really buy from my teammates. There you go. I buy from my teammates. Uh, we got a lot of guys that have the ice in their veins. So, um, my dedication, desire to, you know, be able to produce out there. But it's all in all from God that gave me the ice, you know. So <laughs> if I didn't have these abilities, uh, they wouldn't be thinking I have ice in my veins. So I give all the glory to God always. Yeah, um, I think that's really cool. Like if you see your teammates, you know, improving or doing really well, that yeah. it inspires you. Because right. sometimes people can be selfish yeah. and they want to be the best on that right. court all Definitely. the time. And I think with you, it's just different. And I think that's really good that you can feed off of other people especially because basketball is such a team sport. So I love that. And my last question is actually from me. So I know you've played, you said baseball and football, and weren't you pretty good at both, right? Yep, You're pretty yep. good at football too, right? Yep, yep. So I would say, this is kind of two questions in one. If you had to play one other sport, what would it be? And then my second question is, which sport do you think is the hardest sport of all time, ever? Oh, we. I've never played soccer, but I think soccer is easily one of the hardest sports. Yeah. You know, um, if I had to play, I feel like it would probably be baseball. Yeah, probably baseball. I think that would be the sport. And no disrespect to any of the baseball players, I couldn't do it right now, obviously. But uh, yeah, I feel like if I stuck to it. I think I would be the most effective on the playing field playing baseball. Football guys are so big, and the position that I was playing at the time was a quarterback. Mm -mm. If I get hit one time, I'm just <laughs> I'm tapping out, I'm tapping out. So yeah, it would definitely have to be baseball. Um, that was my first sport ever playing. Uh, I have so many little baby pictures of me playing at like three years old, four years old. So that's the first thing I decided to play. But uh, mm -hmm. over time, I just started to really love basketball more and that's what I attracted to. I wanted to play all three, but yeah. It was kinda like, what do you want to do all in all? And one would maybe take away from the other. So Yeah. Well myself and the Baylor fans are so blessed to have you here for the basketball team. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um and thank you for thank joining you. us. It was so cool getting to know 
why you chose Baylor and getting to know, you know, your family and even getting to know like your siblings and things like that. And yeah, and education, I think it's so cool what your aspirations are and how much you love your teammates and love the Lord. So I think it's so great that people can get to know your story and that your identity is not in basketball. Right. So yeah, thank you so much. And if you want to watch the episode or catch up on the other episodes, you can go to my YouTube. It's called the untold stories athlete edition. And I'm also on Spotify with the same title. And if you want more information, you can visit the Sikkim 365 forum. Thank you guys. You do.